For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome back to Believe in Softball. I'm your host, Jenna Becerra, and we're now in the fall period for softball, which even though the classic season that a lot of people know and love is in the spring, softball really does have a year-round presence, and there's plenty going on in our sport right now. So let's go through today's order. First, we'll cover our bases. I'll share some updates around the softball world. Then we'll talk Athletes Unlimited. I'm going to take a look back on the inaugural season and call out a few underrated things that contributed to their success. And as usual, we'll wrap things up with the double play tip of the week. So let's get started. Covering our bases. Speaking of fall ball, actually, October also means the MLB playoffs. And you might not be at the stadiums this year, but you can still be a part of it at Bet Online. Game spreads and totals, team player and coaching props, Bet Online has more options than anywhere else online. And as always, the online casino never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But if we're talking about pro ball, we got to talk about Athletes Unlimited. The top four champions were featured in Sports Illustrated. It was a list called The Unrelenting, and they describe it as, quote, Introducing our list of the most powerful, most influential, and most outstanding women in sports right now. The game changers who are speaking out, setting the bar, and making a difference. So that means Kat Osterman, Jesse Warren, Victoria Hayward, and Erica Piancastelli were on the list. Three out of four are Believe in Softballers, by the way. I could not be more proud. And they were alongside women like Serena Williams, Megan Rapinoe, Simone Biles, Neka Ogwumake, go card. Allison Felix, Danny Garcia, who's the first female owner of a professional sports league when she bought the XFL with The Rock and partners this year. Doris Burke on the broadcasting side and Alyssa Nacken, the first ever female full-time MLB coach and former softball player. We've talked about her before. Just an incredible list. And to see pro softball featured at this level is huge. And in conjunction with that, the viewership numbers are out. So league sources said that 3.9 million viewers tuned in for the 23 games that aired in the U.S. on ESPN's platforms. So ESPN2, ESPNU, and ESPN3, and their streaming services. And as we know, the other games were on CBS Sports Network, and the Olympic Channel also aired the games, although we don't have numbers for those platforms. But really, it's just, this is comparable to the Women's College World Series. So the good news is still coming in for the new league. Adidas also launches their first ever women's softball cleats. And you know, back in the day at Stanford, we had Nike, but we'd have to give our shoe sizes in men's sizes. And I actually didn't even realize that at first. So when I was a freshman, I said, hey, I'm an eight and a half. And then my cleats and my shoes came in and they were way too big. And we ended up having to switch them all out to get the right size. And now the cleats are actually made for us, our sizes for women. And this is kind of like when we talked about Evo Shield and Wilson launching catching gear specifically for women earlier this year. You just feel seen and you feel respected 
when you know that it's meant for you. And these cleats are white too, by the way. Same with Sierra Romero's cleats that came out earlier this year. That clean look must be in right now, but seriously, they are fire. So Valerie Arioto is a spokesperson and an Adidas partner. Uh, she's a future Tokyo Olympian and a Cal softball alum. I played against her. She's good. And partnerships like this ultimately elevate the game and young girls in sport. So it's great. And speaking of elevating, Shay Knighton was named the assistant coach at University of San Diego. Big play Shay, the Oklahoma legend, will join her sister on the staff. And if you remember, MJ Knighton made history earlier this year when she became the youngest head coach in D1 softball at 25 years old and the first black female coach in any sport at USD. And when Shay came on the show, you remember I asked her about sister softball rivalry and what her experience was. And she really said that she never felt that, that they were truly and purely about just supporting each other and that one success was the other's success. So now we'll get to see that come together on the coaching side. Super excited to keep tabs. In the travel ball world, the first ever Alliance Fast Pitch Fall Cup happened last weekend in Oklahoma City. And this summer, we talked about how travel ball teams and organizations were coming together to create this new Fast Pitch League. You got the Batbusters, the Firecrackers, the Corona Angels, shout out to the Tysons, and Bombers Fast Pitch, where, as Kat mentioned in our last episode, she is the director of pitching performance. And they're in Texas. It's really all over the place. And she and Shelby Penley said some words to the young players. And one thing that the Alliance Fast Pitch talked about when they announced this league was that there would be personal development opportunities. So I think this is a little taste of that, which is nice. I actually saw one of my old travel ball coaches was there too, coaching with her current team. And no matter how much we grow, softball still is always a small world, it seems. But if you also remember, this league is supposed to be modeled after college. So it actually has interleague play. And guys, they have a point system. Sound familiar? It's not exactly the same as Athletes Unlimited, but seeing the concept be adopted here and at a couple colleges in fall ball this year actually is awesome. And it makes sense. I mean, 3.9 million people watch those games. And I was one of them. If you're listening now, you were too, or you wish you were, and now you want to learn more. So that's what I'm here for. And let's get into it. So Athletes Unlimited, a women's professional sports league organization that started with softball. And we were so happy it did. 57 athletes, four teams, five weeks, 30 games in 32 days. And we've talked about a lot of the things that really made this a success. You know, we talked about the fact that there was so much innovation. It was new, it was fresh, having that point system and not just the classic statistical categories that we always look at was interesting. And with that focus on the individuals like that, we saw that star power, like we talked about, individual studs that really, really stood out in a big way but also kind of that star power in the sense that players had control and direct say in the league and in the games. So not only were they a star in their playing, but also when they were captain, when they were coaching as the league business as a whole in the events afterwards, so many ways to be a star. Then we talked about the energy before, you know, that pure joy, the raw passion. That's so much like the women's college world series, but even without fans there, 
And we saw it with the home run celebrations and just the genuine happiness for each other. We've talked about the visibility aspect, the fact that they were on a major TV platform like ESPN, like CBS Sports Network, being able to be mainstream and the partnerships that they had along with that, that also allowed that to happen, as well as things like tops, the first trading cards, having the all access visibility as well, even within the broadcast. Not only do we get to see these women on TV, but we also get to learn more and see more about them as they go about playing the games. We've also talked about the off the field development. Like I just mentioned, the discussions in depth, playing to benefit different nonprofits, really serving the whole self, not just the softball player. And then the timing of it too. I mean, it not being in conflict with any other softball. It turns out that with the pandemic and COVID-19, a lot of things were canceled anyway, but even if they weren't, it really would have been supplementary and additive to the softball community. But also I liked what Morgan Howe said about this in terms of the fact that there was a pandemic. You never want that to be the case, but in some ways this brought positivity to this situation that we're all in. It was a silver lining. It was a little bit of hope. You know, we get to actually have a shred of normalcy and just enjoy the game that we love. So just the timing in that aspect, I think more eyes were naturally on it and there were just less distractions and it allowed Athletes Unlimited to shine. But there are a few things that we've sort of touched on, but that I also want to call out that I think are underrated, but yet played a pretty big role in Athletes Unlimited success. The first one is around diversity. And obviously these women play all different positions. So there's obviously that. We've talked a lot about the fact that there are 1920 Olympians from four different countries. You have the US, Canada, Mexico, Italy represented, but also the nine national teams represented overall, not just Olympians, including Puerto Rico, the Dominican Republic, Brazil, Great Britain, France. So there are different cultures present and that's important. But in addition to that, there was also diversity in body types. You know, you have Sachelle Palacios, who's listed as 5'3". And then you also have Kat Osterman, who's listed as 6'3". There's literally a foot between them. They're both playing in this same league. Going head-to-head, and we're going to see that in the Olympics as well. But body positivity is so, so important. And the thing is, is that the more media and things that there are for us to consume the more important it is that we see all types of women that are able to be successful and play. Also, there were different college backgrounds in the sense that, yeah, there were some Division II players like Nicole Foley and Coley Reese. It wasn't just all D1 national champions, and they really have risen in the pro softball world. You had non-Power 5 players even within Division I, like Erica Piancastelli, who ends up in the top four, coming out of McNeese State. And then you have Sam Fisher, who went to LMU, part of this league. Really cool how those types of labels and credentials don't define you. It's really all about what's on the field. And I would say that also applies to age. We had Morgan Howe on the show, right? And she was a rookie, fresh out of college, just graduated last year. But then you have a 37-year-old as your champion in Kat Osterman. And they're all competing against each other and with each other. 
So just diversity in so many different ways. And in business, they talk about how it's been proven, you know, diverse perspectives yield better results. You make better decisions if you have diversity in thought. And I think that happened here as a group, but even for us as fans, as consumers, we benefited from that too. Not only is diversity right, but it's also more engaging and it's more interesting, frankly. The second thing that comes to mind is really the relationship building piece. And I think diversity obviously plays a factor into that. But the fact that they did have so many off the field activities and time spent together, it just, it just lets you get to know people on a deeper level, especially when those activities aren't just surface level. They're not just softball. You're having full on discussions about societal issues and causes that you care about. That breeds authenticity. It attracts it, it rewards it even, and it gets buy-in from them. And they're the ones that are going out there and putting the product together. And ultimately, I think that the cohesiveness that they had together helped them put out a better product on the field too. And I'm just amazed at the bonds that formed in such a short time. It's somewhat counterintuitive for this kind of environment. You know, it's so focused on individual performance to the point where it affects your money, how much you're going to earn your bonuses and you're changing teams every week anyway. So you don't have that built in alliance. And so, you know, I've mentioned on this show before that we used to have a saying in college at Stanford, be a teammate and not a me mate. Right. And really the way athletes unlimited is built, it kind of feels like a me mate world or, or you'd think it is because of the individual focus, but these women, with the relationships that they built, really became teammates in a me-mate world. And here's a lesson. If you treat women right, if you invest in them, they will knock it out of the park, literally. So while we celebrate all the barriers broken and all the firsts that were accomplished, the ultimate goal is that there aren't any more firsts for women, that there's no need because the glass was already shattered. That's where we're trying to go. But at the same time, as far as innovation goes, we'll always have room for that. And then the third thing I really want to call out is the great content that Athletes Unlimited put out. You know, their content and social media teams allowed us to see all of this. We got to see it all. Their social media accounts were constantly elevating the stories of these women in unique formats, you know, super cool graphics. One example that comes to mind is the Every Moment Counts video series that they did. They had what appeared to be these like hand-drawn illustrations and they had the athletes actually narrate their own stories in animation. Just such a cool, almost exclusive thing for us to get to see. And then even the interviews they did, they were fun questions. They weren't just the typical ones all the time. They did live activities like play wiffle ball while asking Megan Wiggins some questions, right? Like they made it more interesting. And honestly, there was a constant barrage of content. It was just always active. So it was always top of mind and you're almost wondering what's gonna come next. That part of it reminded me of the XFL. And I've said before that I almost feel like Athletes Unlimited in some ways is the XFL of softball, just because of the reimagination of a game that's already established. But from the content side of things, they were really innovative as well. Now, Athletes Unlimited wasn't posting as many memes as the XFL was, but just with, the willingness to push the envelope in terms of the content and storytelling that they did. And there was a lot of creativity in terms of virtual content 
I loved the virtual first pitch program. For example, you had the obvious folks like Natasha Watley and Jessica Mendoza. They absolutely should and have to almost be a part of it. The GOATs. But also you had people like Natalie Portman and Bill Murray who are just there to support in different ways, even if they weren't players themselves. I wondered what they were going to do to make the virtual first pitch happen. And it was cool. They just filmed them and they sent the videos in. And I was really impressed, I got to say, by everybody's mechanics. There's only one I can remember who didn't do the full pitching circle and just kind of did the half front toss motion. And Danielle Lauren talked about this on the broadcast, but I agreed they had to have been sent instructional videos or something because it was way better than you would think for the average person. And of course, the, the fan engagement aspect. You know, you have the club where you can vote and help determine MVP points and the nature of that additional access and ownership, really. It's just like the players got to have more ownerships. The fans get to also. That's a good feeling and it just helps you get more invested. So there are a million things to say about Athletes Unlimited. I've said a lot of them in past episodes, but I really felt like these three, diversity, relationship building, and great content, were a little bit underrated, and I, I think they're worth calling out, in addition to the many other things that Athletes Unlimited did really well. I'm so excited for the future of pro softball, and I got to say, it really is unlimited. So with that, transitioning to the double play tip of the week, Kat Osterman becoming the Athletes Unlimited champion was not a coincidence. She was and still is dominant for a reason. And we were fortunate to hear some in-depth pitching knowledge from her in the last episode that I want to simplify and reinforce now. And of course, you know, we always listen to the champ. So this week's double play tip is about growing into a dominant pitcher. And there isn't one way to do this. But if you look back on history, there are some commonalities. And she talked about these when I asked her what she felt separated her in Athletes Unlimited. So physically, less is more. In short, do not try to throw seven different pitches. They'll likely all end up being average or only slightly above. And when you get to the more elite levels, you're not going to beat the best hitters with that. Kat herself only has three pitches, a drop, a rise, and a curve but she throws each of them in more than one way. She locates the drop on both sides of the plate. She has that classic curve that breaks to the outside and a backdoor curve and an off-speed curve actually. And then she can put her rise at different levels. So with all of these, you can really hit every edge of the strike zone. And you go from maybe thinking you're a little bit limited to all of a sudden feeling like you have unlimited options. And more and more, to be honest, I'm convinced especially after all the home runs in AU, that a drop ball is a good idea because it's easier to keep it in the park. It's lower in the zone, harder to lift, but it's really not a cookie cutter situation. You also want to be true to you. Don't force certain pitches if it's not authentic. Start with the one that comes most naturally to you. For me, the screwball really did, for example. Then you mix in an off speed then another one that changes levels. And then there you go, you really have strike one, strike two, and strike three. But mentally, it's about mastering the pitches that you do have. And this takes reps. Kat said she worked on a rise ball for nine months before she threw it in the game. You have to have patience. The key is owning and executing the spin, your fingers, your forearm, that arm whip. Make that ball break. That's her bread and butter. 
but also hit your spots while you're doing it. And if you miss, miss out of the zone a little bit and not over the plate. I mean, those mistake pitches are how the ball leaves the yard. But at the same time, you do want to get ahead and throw strikes. But if you've mastered your pitches and you're able to locate really precisely, then you naturally give yourself a little breathing room anyway. But what's really going to get it done is changing speeds and changing levels in some way. Cat does both. This is how you master pitching sequences. The bottom line is that there has to be different looks. If you stay the same speed, hitters can time it and no matter how hard you throw, they can get it to you. If you're throwing 70, it's just gonna get out of the park even quicker. If you stay at the same level, hitters can zero in on that part of the zone and easily get on plane and get the center of the ball without even having to think that much. So as a pitcher, you never want hitters to feel too comfortable. Changing speeds and changing levels helps keep them off balance. They can't take a pitch off because you don't take a pitch off. So that's the physical and mental side of growing into a dominant pitcher. Less is more, become a master. That's the double play tip of the week. You've been listening to Believe in Softball, available anywhere you get your pods, whether that's Apple, Spotify, Believe.com, or somewhere else. We got you. Subscribe to the show, rate it, and write a review. Share the episodes with your family and friends on social media. You can also hit me up on Twitter at JennaBecerra01 and Instagram at JennaBecerra. Thank you for listening and catch you soon. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.